Shut up and sit down. Hi, and welcome to the Vagabonds Podcast. I'm Corbin. I'm Katie. And we're two best friends adventuring through lady stuff, one episode at a time. Welcome back to our uh, episode, third episode. Yeah, our third episode. Yeah. So today, Corbs, we're going to talk about this study that came out in 2014 Mm -hmm. um, by the National Bureau of Economic Research. That sounds like a fancy place. Yeah. Sounds like it's way above my pay grade for sure. I don't think they'd let us in the front door. Perhaps not. So they did a study that showed or suggested that shows like 16 and pregnant reduced teen birth rates what do you think about that well i love trashy tv (laughs) i know Um, you do 16 and pregnant has always been a favorite of mine (laughs) so i have to say i agree you know it's it's an interesting study just because i mean i remember i think i remember i maybe we're we're in high school when 16 and pregnant came out 2009 is what the study said yeah so I actually, I remember there being, so as we mentioned, I think on our first episode, Katie and I are from small towns in Northwest Iowa. So as uh, all small towns go, there's the gossip mill. Oh, yeah. um, Which makes for a lot of fun. But I remember there was some controversy that maybe some girl from my high school was going to be on 16 and pregnant. Oh, classic. Yeah. Which, you know, may or may not have been true because I don't even, I mean, I only graduated with 77 people. So I don't know who this would have been even. Yeah. Uh, of course, I don't know everyone in all the classes around me, but anyway, our principal apparently put the kibosh on it, and ah. which is a classy move, yeah, that's I think, true. on his part. <laughs> to, yeah, you know, I don't even remember if there was anyone in my class. No, there was people in my class who were pregnant. So I graduated yeah. with like 130 some people, but I think there was only like one or two people that were pregnant. There was definitely some in the classes below me. And then definitely some people who, like, got pregnant, like, right after high school. But yeah. no, I don't can't really remember that many. But I remember when this came out, I think that there was some controversy over, this is going to glamorize yeah. teen pregnant. You know, there's always, like, moral panics about mm-hmm. stuff like this. People just say things that they have no evidence to support. Yep. And, but so. without really knowing. I mean, you can kind of see their argument. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to put pregnant teenagers on TV and they're going to think that they're going to be famous. Yeah. And well, and then there was that pregnancy pact where, like, those all those girls in the high school, like, made a pact to get pregnant at the same time in high school. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. There was a Lifetime. I watched yeah. a Lifetime <laughs> of special. Of course you did. <laughs> so, okay. Fun fact for people who don't know Corbin. If you, like knew her a little bit you would never think that she loves trashy tv like she does but she does like she doesn't seem like that kind of person but it's so funny she'll be like yeah i just like finished watching teen mom and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> corbin is usually a very serious person but she like loves trashy tv so you it's just funny. have to have it. everyone has to have an outlet and sometimes <laughs> anyway pregnancy packed lifetime classic classic lifetime anyway. special so yeah so that's basically what this uh study was about so they looked at the 18 months following the premiere of 16 and pregnant and uh it showed that the teen birth rate dropped 5.7 percent in those 18 months so just like background the teen birth rate has been declining 2.5 percent per year between 1991 and 2008 and then between 2010 and 2014 um it dropped 7.5 percent per year so um that's just a broad estimate so like we said teen mom or 16 and pregnant came out 
in 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. And so this would be those years afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting study. Mm-hmm. Correlation does not prove causation. Yeah. So I mean, it would be pretty hard to say exact, you know, right. to determine. However, I can't remember if this study gets to the... You know, have there been any recent trends in sex education? Yep. You know, so they asked about that. They didn't, I don't think they looked at it and studied it, but they talked about it, like, in their, in the articles that I read about it. Um, so they talked about, you know, like, maybe... Well, first of all, the economy was in the tank at this time. So all birth rates drop when the economy is mm-hmm. not doing well. That's um, kind of, That makes sense, but it's also kind of surprising to me in a sense that people... Like, to me... <laughs> You know, it's teenage pregnancy, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't think about teenagers thinking, I mean, maybe this yeah. is a bad stereotype. I mean, yeah. A teenager's thinking, man, the economy's terrible, can't have, well, so they kind of said that, a teenage pregnancy right now. Yeah, they kind of said that they think maybe, like, teens saw, like, paid more attention to it, like, to taking, like, birth control and, you know, like, preventing uh, pregnancy because they knew, like, it's harder to get a job. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, everyone knows, like, you you know, you need, like, some source of income to support a family. And so they yeah. kind of cited that as, like, a possible. The other thing they talked about was um, 16 and Pregnant is on MTV, which is cable. Mm-hmm. And so um, also maybe these, so obviously the areas. So what they did is they looked at the search activity and tweets about 16 and Pregnant and then correlated that with increased activity in searches and tweets about abortion and birth control. And then they looked at the areas that had the bigger spikes of those searches. Mm-hmm. And then those areas correlated with decreased teen birth teen birth rates. So that's how they, like, f- think that this is all connected. But then the other question was, well, maybe these places that have more kids watching cable TV have, like, higher – are, like, more affluent and, like, can afford cable TV. And so maybe they have, more like, better sex ed in their schools. Yeah, more resources, too. Also, I mean right. – Finances are a big issue for women who uh, may or may not be able to afford birth control, which mm-hmm. with the Affordable Care Act, that's less of a thing. Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about that in issue. our next episode. Teaser. Woo. Tune in next week yep. to hear about that. Um, the other thing that they maybe cited as another possible cause is that increasing uh, talk about pregnancy and sex could just increase teens talking to parents teachers you know other like adults about it and that maybe that um could have to do with yeah more of just comfort comfort yeah. bringing up and talking about it and mm-hmm. even sometimes when you talk about it you also make suggestions like oh this is something i should even be thinking about mm-hmm. you know if you never talk about it someone might not know that they need to be thinking about stuff like this yeah well and um, what was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, studies show that like teens who talk more to their parents and like adult role, what are those called? Role leaders, role models. Role models. Thank role you. Models. Gosh, total brain fart. Role, role models. models so adult. Adult figures. people that they look up to. Anyway, so sculptures. Adult sculptures. <laughs> So anyway, teens that talk more to their adult role models have lower um, STI and teen pregnancy rates. So, but that's so awkward. I know. But 
want to talk about awkward things corbs yeah what was your sex ed like (laughs) well first of all i'd like to say i never talked to my adult role model sculpture figures about (laughs) sex ed because they never gave me the sex talk so basically what i'm trying to say is i'm still waiting for the sex talk well i don't even know how babies are made all right episode five corbin gets the sex sex talk as far as i know the stork comes yeah i don't know that's a isn't that a weird like yeah like why is that part of our lore birds are gross and they carry diseases yeah that's true also like i don't know if i've ever seen a stork in real life like i don't even know what a stork is it's a bird well you know it's a bird well yeah but (laughs) i mean what i mean is it a water bird i think so because it has really long legs Hmm. anyway it might as well be in our wall to me so what i thought so this is what i thought of pregnancy before i'm just gonna this is how funny i was when i was a kid so i thought that like this basically i knew that your stomach got big because i have two younger brothers so like i knew, i saw my mom be pregnant twice so i thought that just like this big you know your stomach is really big so i thought like a hole opened in your stomach and then the baby just came out kind of like and then it like sealed itself kind of like a c-section without surgery a black hole yeah just like a magical like you know diffusion of the baby across the all the things mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't know anatomy yeah but don't you wish that's how it actually happened wouldn't that be nice that would be nice i also would like to point out that we've secured our spot as a science podcast because you said the word diffusion oh sorry classic <laughs> no. osmosis classic baby baby osmosis. it's like uh or i mean for the harry potter crowd it's uh what's that where they travel through space oh uh teleport no which one with the flu powder or with the yeah with like where they like snap and then they like can get either one i can't remember it's been a while since i read those books anyway anyway um that would be a lot nicer no scars no pain yeah Ugh. anyway so Uh, should we talk about our sex ed experiences yeah so i mean so i went to like i said um being from conservative northwest iowa really plays a big role in this because i remember my high school slash school district as a public school but um it was still abstinence only education Mm. we're gonna talk about that in another episode too um so we're basically i mean we were given a sex talk of sorts in eighth grade basically that said you know don't know in eighth grade yeah i vaguely remember being in eighth grade because I mean, we had other, like, your body is changing talks oh, yeah. mm-hmm. before that, but not, <clears throat> not, this <laughs> This is what you're going to want to do with your body changing <laughs> talks, uh, but um, because I remember distinctly, I had a eighth grade teacher, um, I, should I say her, I won't say her name. Don't say her name. Uh, and she... So at one point, our because it was abstinence only, they're like, you know, don't have sex. You could get STIs, etc. You could get STIs and die. And die. Like Basically, girls. that's what it was. That was my <laughs> sex. You know, you're gonna get an STI. STI, you're gonna die. They showed us pictures, like Ooh, yeah, cauliflower yeah. genitals, mm. which is what warts yeah. or whatever. I don't yeah. know. They didn't even give us the real names. Like of Condoloma, them. cuminata. Yeah. Classic. Classic condoloma. <laughs> 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 the common uh the, com- <laughs> the common uh what's the nickname vernacular oh uh, slang condi Mon- i don't know condomata condomata any- <laughs> genital warts genital warts uh but 
it was pretty disturbing as an yeah. eighth grader. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm never having sex. Uh, but For like the next week and then you know, <laughs> you're an eighth grader, so you forget about all that crap. Yeah. Um, but I actually do still distinctly remember a boy in my class uh, asking, but if we do want to have sex, we can use condoms, right? Nice. Way to go, boy. Yeah, except the teacher couldn't say that. Yeah. And so she's like, I can't answer that question. <gasps> uh, you need to just not have sex. Yes, because not telling people things is the best way to get them to not do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's brilliant. Anyway. And I don't know if she wants, you know, I wasn't like paying that much attention to my teacher's like body language at the time because I was in eighth grade and I was embarrassed by the conversation. Right. Uh, you know, I was just like, how could he be asking this? People are going to think he wants to have <gasps> oh sex. <laughs> like, I was like, man, if you keep talking like this, people are going to think you want to have sex. Man, Corbin, slut shaming eighth graders. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Uh, but yeah, no. But I don't know. What if she did want to? That would be really hard as a teacher to be I like, know. I have to tell you, you can't have. You shouldn't have sex. And that's all I can say. I definitely wouldn't be able to do that. Maybe that's yeah. why I'm not a teacher, but I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was a definitely really interesting interaction. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure that my high school is probably still abstinence only. Mm-hmm. Probably. But so I have a little bit of a weird story because I <clears throat> so I went to Christian school until seventh grade. So I don't even know if they had sex ed at all at that school. I don't remember any of my friends talking about it. I know we didn't before seventh grade. Then in eighth grade, I switched to public school and they already had it. So they had it in like fifth or sixth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was sixth grade. Um, but so I missed the boat both times. Um, so my actually I got kind of lucky because my mom um, had worked at the hospital in town before. And so she knew about this class that they did over a weekend at the hospital. And it was like nurses that taught this class for a bunch of girls. I think they had a boys one too. Um, but yeah, so it was like nurses. And I think maybe like some of the residents, now that I like know that there's a residency there, like I think some of the residents actually did it too. Mm-hmm. And they like, so it was like two days, I think. And we like went into, the, you know, like this conference room at the hospital. And it was like, you know, some like slideshows, some like, they had like, um, like examples of all like the birth control, you know, like condoms, diaphragms, the pill. Um, and then they had, I mean, then there was like other stuff too. So I remember like the most specific, like vivid memory I can remember is um, there was like a fake breast to do like self breast, you know, to like practice mm-hmm. a breast exam. And then to like, you know, it had like the things under the surface so you could feel like what it felt like to, you know, like feel something on a breast exam. And I remember like, I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so gross. Like, I'm not going to do this. But then I was like, oh wait, my grandma had breast cancer. Like, this is something that mm-hmm. actually could like, you know, be meaningful in my life to like know how to do. And so then I like took it way more seriously after I like had that little moment. But other than that, I don't remember a lot because I think I was, let's see, I was probably like in eighth grade, maybe seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like a little old, like I can't remember if I, like, had started going through puberty, and maybe that's, like, what, like, triggered it to, like, go, but I don't know. It's just so weird. That seems so late to, like, talk to kids about, not sex necessarily, but, like, puberty. Like, I feel like, you know, the earlier the better. Well, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty late to start having the the sex conversation. Like, eighth grade, you could be 14. Right. Well, I definitely remember, like, you know, like, the rumor mill, like, you were talking about, there was girls in my class who were, like... I knew we were having sex in At eighth that grade. Age, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know a girl who was, she was younger than me, but she was pregnant at that time. Yeah. So, 
yeah obviously i mean obviously we need to like talk about it earlier but especially like puberty stuff i mean tons of people go through puberty you know i mean you start what like the average age is like 10 for like starting when you start yeah, yeah. not necessarily periods which which is like 12 yeah 12 to something 14. 12 mm-hmm. to 30, yeah. but anyway um but now like i know like some schools have it earlier so like fourth fifth grade i think um and then like you said other schools like ha- only teach abstinence only mm-hmm. which is an issue in itself which we'll talk about later yeah do you so you said it was a teacher that did it for you yeah it was our health science teacher and then we had we had further sex ed if you will quote unquote in high school were those like electives Kind no. Of. Oh, okay. It was part of our, it was the weirdest class. It was called Life Skills. Hmm. Yes. It and is a it life was, skill. Yeah. It was sex ed slash learning how to make a budget slash. Yes. Like, so, like, the things you actually wish you would have learned yeah, in high school. Yeah, the things you actually wish you would have learned. And would have paid attention to. Uh, except, yeah, they don't tell you how to avoid the, avoid STIs other than just yeah. don't have sex. Which oh, is, man. I mean, it is the number one way to yeah. avoid STIs. Yeah. Anyway. So ours, I know, like, at the public school, we had a counselor, and that's who, like, taught the classes. It was, like, our school guidance counselor. But then in high school, we had, so we had three health classes that were, like, one, you know, like, one credit classes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so um, we had to take two of the three of those, I think, to graduate. And so, like, only one of them was sex ed. The other ones were, like, I don't even remember what the other ones were. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, we, like... So basically, we could get through high school without having to yeah. take that class. The question yeah. is, do you, I know that also in high school they give away those babies. They don't give them. Oh away, yeah, where you have There's to like take care of it. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this teen mom study is just like teen mom is the same thing as just giving away those babies. You know. <laughs> yeah. Except you get a hour of entertainment instead of having to take care of a a sugar baby, a doll baby, yeah, a bag of flour, flour. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting getting back to the study that, uh, you know, the question is, does it really, you know, does it portray the difficulties of having a, Right. I think one thing it probably does a good job of, I mean, this is all speculation, of course, is it a lot of those couples don't stay together. Yeah. And maybe that's a big, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can think of most well, of those. Well, they fight a lot, too. Not yeah. only do they, like, not stay together, but they, like, have a lot of drama. Which, I mean, makes for good TV, so that's probably why it's on it more. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it's interesting, like, one of them, I was one of the articles, which I'll post links to articles on our website, but um, one of the articles I was reading was talking about, like, one of the teen mom's friends, like, a bunch of them got pregnant, like, while she was on 16 and Pregnant. Hmm. So, it was like, well, apparently this didn't work in this case. <laughs> like, it didn't prevent pregnancy. Hmm. But... Um, the other thing that they talked about, which I thought was, like, super important, is that Teen Mom is almost exclusively white middle-class girls. So this, like, doesn't really apply to, you know, most of the population Yeah. in America. Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, but yeah, I think that, I mean, we're going to talk a lot on this podcast about, like, sex ed and, like, knowing your body and knowing how it works and, I don't know. I think anything that helps lower, helps make people more aware of their bodies is a good thing. Yeah. Even if I don't like trashy television. Just kidding. I do like trashy TV. makes no sense. I do, just not this show. So, uh, do we have anything else? I don't think so. Oh, I was going to ask. How old were your kids when they... Like, you said one of your kids had sex ed, right, Dave? Middle school. Okay. So, yeah, we're in Iowa City, so that's seventh grade in Iowa City. 
Um, okay. So just so I know, like, how it still is now, because I've been out of middle school for a long time, <laughs> obviously. You're not a Doogie Howser child prodigy? I'm not a child student. prodigy, unfortunately. I feel like that's a double-edged sword. It definitely is. Okay. Anything right. else? That's it. Can Thanks of? for listening. So I'm going to leave us off with a quote from one. I asked some of our oh. friends about their sex ed experiences. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to leave us with a quote from our friend Maddie. So I asked her if she had a sex ed story. And she said, they made us watch a video where they made pancakes shaped like ovaries to explain everything. Ruined pancakes for life. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> go make some pancakes. <laughs> Have a nice night. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.